Geese Bumps Mini Bump, in which we examine R.L. Stein Beef Tartara Tartara Beef Tartara. I uh, I stepped on it. Should I do it again? All right. Where we examine R.L. Stein Tartarifa. Beef Tartarifa. <laughs> 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 Tartarifa beef. I'm Danielle, and I don't know things very much. I'm JoJo, and I have a PhD. Daniel, can, you, can you do a Danielle and I have a PhD for me, Danielle? No, no. <laughs> Jeff doesn't want to have too much to edit. Jeff, <laughs> pop on in here. I don't even have a day to do this now. My name's Jeff, and I have so little time to edit this episode. <laughs> And I'm not. Let me, and let me tell you, we're doing this Monday. It's coming out Wednesday. I'm not editing it tonight. It's all happening tomorrow, because I am exhausted. I'm sleepy. Oh yeah, Jeff just woke up from a nap. I tried. I rushed home so I could try and take a nap before creating a plus content for all of you. And and a plus video content. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, little baby. Why don't you just shrink yourself down and just fit right in here in my pocket? I oh, get on in there. Because here's the here's what's going on. We're talking about, as you well know, um, if you're anything like us, you have known uh, since this podcast's inception that in in this the year of our Lord, 2021. Lay Janiac uh, is going to be releasing on Netflix three Fear Street films. Like, could you have a more perfect name to be a slasher director? Janiac? Janiac. Oh, it's like Maniac. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, And what's great is the the Fear Street films, I mean, Fear Street and Part are kind of like series and number, like Goosebumps, number one. And then there is a title. The three films are 1994, 1978, and 1666. And at the time of us recording, 1994 and 1978 have both come out with uh, 1666 coming out, I think, this Friday. Yeah, they were doing week after week. And we actually, we discussed them, our thoughts on them back in Feb- the beginning of February. And all of our expectations, all of our hopes, none of them were met. Yeah, well, Danielle, none of them were met for you. Well, let's, well, no, hold on, Danielle, you can't really say anything. Yes, I can. So let's let me talk a little bit about this experience of watching these films because I've now seen 1994 twice. Damn. Oh my! And I've seen yeah because I gave a shit, and then I saw uh, 1978 <laughs> once. Jeff has been very busy, so I think you said you watched 1994 <laughs> on one and a half speed. <laughs> And then you only got to half of 1978, which you called 1977, which is not right. I'm sorry that the numbers don't and matter. Then, but but also, if you were watching at 1.5 speed, that really means you watched a fourth of <laughs> that movie. So I watched, so the first one, which is 1994, 1994, I watched 75% of it normally, and then it got into the wee hours, and I was just like, I need to get this finished. So I spent, I used Netflix's, uh, I first time using Netflix's, Netflix's 1.5 speed option, which honestly, like, doesn't make it unwatchable. Um, the way, however, whatever method they use for it, it's still, it just means that it's just bumping along, but it's not goofy. It doesn't make the noise decent. Which is sad because if it did get goofy and Chipmunky, then maybe I could watch it, but I can't. So I watched, so I watched all of that and then I started and got through half of uh 1978 before i was like it's two in the morning i need to go to bed and go to work tomorrow (laughs) danielle and the reason this happened is danielle we were going to watch them this weekend we got a little bit of a switcheroo with with our recording dates for some other stuff and 
Danielle and I sat down to begin watching 1994 and five minutes in, Danielle was just like, nope, can't do it. No, no. My exact words were, nope, nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. nope Daniel's nope, turned nope, it off very quickly nope, nope, because the type of out of the room, the type of visceral gore and violence, which let's just start. Let's start off and say that the Fear Street films are slashers, are slasher movies, like Grindhouse slasher movies. Not really Grindhouse, but slasher the movies. the and Danielle, Danielle and I like some horror movies. Danielle likes horror movies, but not we don't like gore and and that type of horror movie. Slasher is not our for our go to for horror. So so Danielle has not seen any of these. Danielle, uh, Jojo has watched both of them, and I have watched mo- all of one, a- half of the other one. So we're not going to, I don't want to talk about the themes of this, these movies, even though I very much can. I don't want to talk about them, because I haven't seen all of them yet, and it would be premature to do so. Because the third one isn't out. This is part one. Yeah. Just like Fear Street. We're doing a part <laughs> one. 2021. And there's going to be a part two, Fear Street 2021. Fear Street 2021 and then Fear Street 2021 part two, the mini so, bump. So yeah, do Fear Street, uh, Fear Street <laughs> part one, 2021. And then Fear, Ge- Geesebumps Fear Street part one, 2021 part one. And then Geesebumps Fear Street part one, 2021 part one, part two. Yes. Slightly, slightly further into 2021 part two. Part one plus part one, part two. There's going to be massive spoilers but also I but I but here's the thing I'm not going to recount the plot go watch them I mean unless you're Danielle hey. don't don't watch them unless <laughs> yeah, you're Yeah if Danielle. you're me do not watch I do not recommend Yeah but um I I think that they are uh fine films and I thought it would be delightful if we could do a, a bit of a, a pro con list because since Danielle hasn't nope. watched it and Jeff is near dead <laughs> I think it would be good to do something light and simple <laughs> Yeah. That, that you guys will be able to sort of follow. We'll try to keep up, Joe. We'll try. We'll try, yeah. try to keep up. So I'll do a pro-con list. Um, I'll do it for, for both movies, mm-hmm. not at once. Oh. Um, well, maybe maybe at once. We'll see. So think of this as a, sort of a Fear Street Parts 1 and 2 compliment sandwich. Oh. Does that sound tasty? It's a, it's a flight of pros and cons to go with it's your... It's a flight of pros and cons, <laughs> and I'll, I'll do the true, the true falses. Okay. Pro. All right. <laughs> I think... Uh, here's just gut into it. Pro, I think this movie is in these movies have great casting. I love um, Kiana Madeira as Dina, who's our main character for the whole series. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Ben Flores Jr. is her brother Josh. He's awesome. He was great. I love him. He's my favorite character. Sa- Sadie Sink, the Stranger Things. She's great in the second one. <laughs> the Stranger Kids. Yeah. The stra- she's the Stranger Kid from Stranger yeah. World. Yeah, she's she's doing her Stranger Things stuff. And I thought it was going to be like not as as relatable, but boy, boy, was I wrong. If you go back and listen to the mini bump, we had no high hopes for this whatsoever. We we ragged on it quite a bit in that episode. Also, uh, Olivia Welch, I think, is is the name. Uh, She plays um, Sadie's sister, I want to say. Or maybe I'm wrong. I need to look up the Fear Street. um, No, Emily Rudd. She plays the sister in uh, 78. Fear Street Part 2. Yeah. So, like, there's this good casting. There's everyone's, uh, everyone seems to really be having a good time. And they all seem to be giving a shit, which I really like. It is very, yeah, everyone is really trying their hardest. There's no, this isn't like a, this isn't like a CW show. This is like, they're, they're filming it for a movie. No, no, this isn't your mom's CW <laughs> slasher. This isn't your mom's vampire diaries. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Con, I really don't understand why Gillian Jacobs is in this film. Is she not used well or does she not do well? She's not used really at Same all. Same thing with Robin Hawk. 
What the hell? She's just there and it's boring. She's like, she produced it to some degree, right? Like she has something to do with production. Listen, Jeff, I'm not going to forgive her her sins. Wow, damn. Pro, I really like all of the music. Oh, yeah. Both 1978 and um, 1994. Um that's that's really good. Their music is good. It made it was nostalgic and it made me think like, okay, these are these are songs from these time periods. I enjoy. This that. is something that I can comment on because within the first five minutes, they were playing Nine Inch Nails. All right, you know what, Danielle? Fine. <laughs> I will. I wanted to revel in my enjoyment, but con. I really don't like the idea that for most people, 1994 and 1978 are a playlist that you can just <laughs> skip through. It was it, it, like the first parts of these movies are fucking obnoxious because it's like song, song, song. Do you get the time period? Song, 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 song. It sucks. And the song that they play. Uh, to introduce the segment where Robin Hawk, I think that's her name, right? Gets brutally. Maya, Maya? Hawk. Maya Hawk. I was close, sort of. Yeah. Uh, gets her name in, in the show. Her name is Heather. Where Heather gets brutally murdered. The song that they're playing is "I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal." And I, I, I obviously have a lot of uh, affection for the music they used for '94. I will say. However, that they just literally typed in 90s music. (laughs) If they were, and and Price was trying to be super nitpicky. It's a very nitpicky thing. The songs are all over the 90s that they play. (laughs) Most of them are not even around or prior to 94. They played like White Town's Your Woman, which is like 97. Yeah. So it's not trying to be uber accurate. No. Also, most of what takes place and what things look like and how people act feels like more mid to late 90s than early 90s. That's just me. That's a really weird take. Yeah. <laughs> they have a thing where, like, when you when they go to high school, they have all the metal detectors and shit, but Columbine happened in, like, 99. Yeah, but there so. were some schools. Like, if you were, like, in, uh, I don't know, more inner city schools. Yeah, rem- remember, Jeff, that's part of the, part of the theme. Like, they're in the bad... Bad neighborhood. Yeah, it's a bad neighborhood. So that's a con. That's definitely a big con. Pro, they did stop doing that later on in the movie. So I did appreciate that they stopped playing music and were just like, let's have a movie now. And as much as I hate to defend it, I mean, it's probably considered like non, is it non-dialogic? Is that the term? It's the, the sound, the songs aren't supposed to be like, they don't have to be year accurate because they're not supposed to be like in the narrative they're around the narrative no, they're not although when they're all. although when the kids are preparing to start a, a fire they do play fire starter by prodigy <laughs> okay well that's some bullshit then that's complete bullshit i call bullshit they use the Zack snyder method of choosing a soundtrack for some of these things the really literal one yeah Pro, I I really enjoyed all the different serial killers. Yeah, I wish I would have seen more of them. That's something that is really fun. There there were uh the in, in the movie there is um Skull Mask, who is sort of the one you get introduced to at the very start. There's also the night camp nightwing killer, who is also the, the slasher in the second one. There's the milkman. It's like there's, an axe killer. He looks like the guy from the town that feared sundown or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also the milkman, who's just a guy what? with a wild face. So Daniel, Daniel, Daniel doesn't unfortunately know, and not to like go into heavy stuff, but basically there's been like a serial killer esque character every ten years in this town. Right. So yeah, 
And they kind of gloss, you get to see them in short little snippets, and all of them are fucking weird and creepy. Nice. Yeah, they're all cool. They're all unique and colorful. There's like a little kid one who like has a baseball bat and is like beating someone's head. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I can't watch this. Ruby Lane, <laughs> played by Jordan <laughs> Di Natale, is uh, the coolest one, I think, because she's always singing. Yeah, she's like the 1950s prom queen type of sitch. It was sort of like the Avengers of serial killers, what happened. Yeah, they very much gathered to fight. Like Nick Fury at the end of the prologue was like, listen, serial killers. It literally was. That was what happens at the end is all these serial killers come back what? and they join forces. Oh, to it's great. Wow. It's just to defeat Thanos. Damn. That's what you, see, Danielle, that's why you need to watch it. You missed out. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Con, I really, I, I feel like I there, I, there needed to be like, like the story we got in the second one should have been the story of the first one because the story we got in the first one was really backwards. So the second one, obviously, I did not finish. So I don't know how it ended up at the end. So in the, the, the basic narrative arc of a slasher movie, it's slasher shows up, starts killing people, and you fight it off. That's the typical plot of a slasher yeah, movie. Yeah, and if you have sex, you die. We all know this. I mean, everyone dies. <laughs> so in, um, in, in Fear Street 2... What they do is it's 90% that story and then 10% the overarching story of the entire film series. Okay. In Fear Street 1994, it's 10% that normal slasher story and like 90% the overarching story. And that is just backwards and it's super disoriented. Well, can you give us just a brief plot synopsis? Um of the 94? Of, of, of the two, just so we can establish. In uh, Fear Street 1, what happens is there's a killer named Skull Mask who kills a bunch of people in a shopping mall, and he's, he's killed by the police. Then the next day, what happens is there's a car crash, and um, one of the characters accidentally bleeds on the skeleton of Sarah Fear. What? <laughs> Wait, what? She's buried. What? She bleeds on the skeleton of Sarah Fear, and then all the serial killers start uh, chasing her. Like they come back to life as like wraiths or some shit and they're all chasing after oh, her. Oh, because she insulted the bones. She insulted the bones. Okay. Yes. In Fear Street 2, what happens is one of the people at, it's because it takes place at Camp Nightwing, one of the camp counselors just goes off insane, grabs an axe and just starts killing everybody. Yeah, we've all been there. They, they end up defeating him. And then, by chance, they find the skeleton of Seraphir. One of them bleeds on it, and then he comes back to life, ah. as well as other serial killers. So, what is it with people bleeding on her bones? Are her bones just lying around? They're just everywhere, actually. Yeah, they Danielle, just, they're yeah. all over the place. And in fact, that brings me. Um, uh, what? Like, okay, hang con. on. Was, I just did a con. Okay. <laughs> Pro. All right, yeah. So I really enjoyed the rela the, the relationships uh, that they were trying to portray in the various stories. The first one is is sort of a um, it's very much like a mystery machine, like Scooby Doo kind of vibe. Yeah, it's like a bunch of kids who were who were hanging out together. It's a bunch of kids. Is it a mall movie? No, 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 no. It's no, just no. the it's, But okay. the the main character, um, Dina, is is she's just broken up with her girlfriend Sam, and it's like. They're always fighting, but then they have they, they, it's cute as they make up, and Dina's like trying to protect her. And then the second movie, I really like the interactions between uh, Cindy and Ziggy. Um, they're really great. They're just really everyone. It's good chemistry. What's the next? What's the next thing on your list, Joe? 
What was I on a pro or a con? I think you wanted to do a pro because you had a con lined up and you didn't want to go to con immediately. <laughs> I forgot what that con was. It was pretty conny though. I know I didn't care for it. And you were worried that you didn't want to be too conny with this. And you were like, I got to be a little pro-y with this. I got to play both sides. You're trying to do debate club a little bit with yourself. Sitting on the fence over there. Yeah, sitting on the fence over there. Yeah, I'm trying to do debate club with myself, but also I have bad memory. I should have written it down. You, don't write, <laughs> you didn't write any of this down. <laughs> right off the dome. Okay, you said you liked the relationships between the kids. That was the last thing you said, You, you the pro. Yeah. Con, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that I know that you're doing this off the dome, it's funny. <laughs> there is so much, like... They're not ghosts. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is happening in this. The, movie. the science, the science of it's not clear. The science, <laughs> the scientists are sure. I, we have our top scientists on this trying to figure out like what is ha like what the monsters is are. Yeah. And they never explain it really. And I mean, maybe that's something for the third movie, but like there, I didn't like, there's a part in the, in the second movie where they sort of find like the lair of the ultimate evil. And it was very much like a scene right out of um, fucking uh, Camp Jelly Jam where they go in the cave and find like the goop. Snails. Wait, they find goop? They find snails? No, they just find goop. It was bad and it didn't make sense. Also that the monsters were just like, you think they're like zombies or something? Nah, they're like goo yeah, monsters like, that look like what? serial killers. They explode it's them stupid. at one point and they're like, we did it. And then it starts to glop together again to form the serial killers. Oh no, Uber, Uber killer. And that's like, uh oh, we got to figure this one out. So they're all like Alex Mack? Yes, like Alex Mack. Yeah, like, like Alex Mack. They have the Alex Mack power. All the serial killers are basically Alex Mack. It was Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie plus Alex Mack. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty oh, much man. that's pretty much it. Oof. Uh Khan, I don't know what the rules for the serial killers are, and they never explain it. So yeah. it's like the in the first movie the serial killers are only trying to be killing Sam, but also they randomly kill the nurse. And another nurse yep. and Sam's boyfriend. And they don't explain why that is. They are also hunting the other kids, which they kind of explain like you had your their blood. You had Sam's blood on you. But also like what? Because yeah. you also just attack <laughs> random people. So that's a pretty big. That's a pretty tremendous con. Uh, yeah. And they couldn't explain. So it, it's like they summoned a serial chaos killer demon. They're just they're like sharks. They they got the blood taste and they got excited yeah. And then they were just like, whatever moves, I kill it. Yeah, but also, Danielle, it's just like whenever. Like, they just kill whoever. Like, there's no, like, like it works exactly like this, except also it clearly doesn't. So, what the fuck? The body, otherwise the body count would have been pretty gosh darn low. But then come up with different rules for your serial killers. <laughs> this was bad. They were like mindless machines just going after. They were like Terminators. Oh, sure. That's what they were like. They were like zombie Terminators after her. Young Sarah Connor. The Alex Mack Terminators. Yes. Gotcha. And Ter Terminator, very much a slasher movie. Con, the second movie didn't really have any characters in it for the most. There was really like Ziggy, um, Cindy, and Alice were the only like characters it, in this. It was a movie, movie that has a ton of extras. A million extras. A ton of extras. A <laughs> lot of people who died quickly. It's at camp. Who so it's like, like one line. It's all kids. It's like a, it's like every scene is filled to the brim with children. Yeah. If the first movie is like Scooby-Doo, you have these very developed like archetype characters. The second movie is very much 
Friday the 13th where don't get too attached to any of these fucking people. <laughs> they're all they're all mulch as far as we're concerned. Um, but that I, that I think was actually jarring because like you watch the first one, you kind of expect like, uh, oh, I, I got to know all these people. That's nice. And the second one, you're like, well, that's good. Pro for the first movie. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to take away your pros and cons, but I, I watched a little too. I will kill you. Pro on the first movie, I, I will give them props for killing two characters, two main characters in the first movie at the end. Con, I don't know why they killed them. <laughs> Look, okay, so you get through the, this is what's this is what was so jarring about the first movie. And in fact, if I had to say what misstep was there, it's this. The the fact that they they killed off they kill off two characters at the end that you th- by all accounts, and I actually had this thought like Wow, it seems like all of the mains are going to get out of this movie. Which I expected. I thought also because they're like kids. <laughs> because and I, I thought that specifically because the tone of the movie was very much like Mystery Machine, Scooby Doo esque. I know there's a slasher around, but like you really got the sense that like the these characters are just smart enough and just crafty enough that they're going to get out of this one. And then they kill two of them, and you're like, ah. But does it really matter? Because in the second movie, they aren't in it anyway. They could have easily just said everyone survives. And in the second movie, it's just Dina and Josh going on their little, you know, their framing device. We didn't need everybody on the framing device. We only needed Dina and Josh, which I I, I thought that was a waste of those characters. Although, uh, a side pro, in the next film, I think those actors come back and Th- those actors, I think, get to be in the third one. I think a lot of the actors come back for the third one because it's like, ah, eh, we already cast two movies. Let's just fucking. They all did a great job. The third. It would be they great. Just if- recycle everybody. What if they they could do that? It would be like Little Hope. What they did in Little Hope, the video game, oh, yeah. where oh yeah, that's you know what, that's actually pretty. Little Hope is pretty close to like what's happening. Yeah, I think, in, where it's like a, a through here. time, a curse through time, and then maybe in the third one yeah. we'll see the characters all portray uh, people in the 1666. Um, which hopefully that, w- that would be great. Extremely diverse period of time, apparently in 66 oh, yeah. Yeah, they do yeah, that. Yeah, which is, I still think that's fun. I think that's fun. That'd be great. It'd cool. be awesome. I mean, Hamilton <laughs> broke that ground, yeah. you know? You yeah. can do it. I, uh, no, that was, they, and I think they did that because they had to have another horrific murder. A hor- the way they, and Danielle, I'm not going to go into the how, but that, Thanks. when the way that one of those characters is killed, I had to be like, oh shit, I had to look away. Yeah, I was like, whoa, yeah, that's, no, in- that's like. It was creative, but gross. Like that was someone's entire week planning out how to do that. Yeah, it was, it was horrendous. And, and also cause you're like, fun. yeah, <laughs> it was creative and was, you know, I just be like, it's not real. It's not real. It's not a real kid. Daniel, Daniel over empathizes where it's hard for her to watch. Because to me, like I see it and I feel it. Like I can't not, I can't like be like, it's fake. I just, whenever I see somebody afraid. getting like kicked in the balls and I feel that Danielle feels that 24 seven for everybody that she sees. We get it. You're just so empathetic. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like it either. These, these kids though, pretty hardy at times. Many of them get stabbed multiple times in the, the abdomen and they're like, Oh fine. yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Con, if you're stabbed in the belly, that's Ooh. basically a flesh wound. You did not get hurt. <laughs> you, you have to get stabbed quite a few times in the belly for it to matter. Cause they do that at the beginning scene. And then also, Chest, though, that's a serious stab. Yeah. 
That's upstairs. Downstairs is fine. There's space. Yeah, you, you don't need those guts. Yeah, like, oh, stab me in the goop? That's fine. Wait, wait, wait. If you try to get something that's hiding behind bones, that's the problem. Yeah. Bones are there to stop knives. If you, if you can stab, you stab soft because soft is cool. You stab hard, that's a problem. I have my anti-stab hard things in my chest that stop the stabbing from getting to me. I don't know what they're called. So you can stab, stab the soft part. Don't stab the hard part. Hard part, hard part's important. Yeah, stab me in the butt. Rib cage is like, hold on, stop, stop, stop. Knife, stop it. There's a bunch of stuff in here. I don't want you stabbing. Go down to, go down to guts. And guts is like, I'm here for it. Glorious purpose. Yes. Um, I do like, oh, I will say, and this is kind of a pro, I like that they created this town of Shadyside and did give it some character and, and some, like, cool locations. Even in the first two movies, like, the shopping mall in, Sunny, in, in Shadyside is very iconic. Camp Nightwing is very iconic. Their school is very yeah, iconic. At the very end of the first movie, they go to a supermarket. That's really nice. Um, the houses all kind of look cool. So it's like, they, they, it, if they wanted to... It feels like a town I've been in, honestly. If they wanted to make another Fear Street movie... The, all these places would be very welcome. I, I think they kind of did a good job making it feel like you were in a place. Um, it didn't just feel like we're at the school now. We're at the supermarket now. They all kind of felt right. It felt like they were connected because there's like a moment when like you're at the police station and they and another scene happens away from the police station and then they leave the police station and one of the cops like sees down the road where that previous scene was like yeah and it's very they're, cool they're they're in close like relation to where they are you see like people driving around so honestly in your head you kind of have a little map about like oh, okay well you know this is where the police station is this is where the hospital which, is which for a story i mean like stories and set in fear street are really stories about shady side so it's like oh okay that's good i'm glad they did they should that. make shady side a map in dead by daylight Ooh. I was actually thinking that same thing and That'd at least cool. grab a couple of the serial killers and introduce them as DVD characters. Yeah. Make it a nineties themed, like yeah. make it a nineties themed map. It could be in the mall or whatever. And, and throw in and throw in Dina as a playable character. Throw yeah. in Ziggy nice. as a playable character. Fucking I'd buy that. I don't even play dead by daylight and I'd buy that. Canada behavior. Take note. Yeah. Take note. Canada. Yeah, Techno Canada. Give them Skull Mask. Give them, give them Skull Mask, Ruby Lane, and the Nightwing Killer. And that's three new. See, that's a whole season of content. Yeah. <laughs> the season of Stein. It writes itself. You're welcome, Dead by Daylight creators. Yeah. Now fucking increase oh, your accessibility options, fucks. Fucking waiting. Time's ticking. Con, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about uh, Sheriff Good. And I know this sounds really weird, but like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I went into this movie like. ACAB and I stayed that way and I'm glad but it seems like the the movie also wants me to feel that way <laughs> but at the same time it doesn't like the, in the second movie they set up this character like like the young version of the sheriff he's like it seems like he's a good guy but also he's like a total asshole at the end. He seems suspicious in the first movie well, to me. Well, in the me. first movie, he arrests the janitor for seemingly no <laughs> yeah. reason. The black janitor. Oh, no. They ar he arrests him t multiple times, apparently. Yeah, his, name, his name is Martin. They arrest him for allegedly tagging, which is <laughs> such bullshit. And also, here's a, here's a pro of this. At the end of the first Fear Street movie, Martin the janitor looks at Josh because he's in jail, and he's like, Josh, help me out. I'm trapped here in <laughs> prison jail. And Josh is like, <laughs> and Josh is like, 
okay. And then Josh grabs a paperclip and throws it at the ground. And Martin puts his foot at it and is like, thank you. That's a pro. <laughs> Con, what in God's name is he going to do what? with that paperclip? That's nothing. Josh may as well have done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idiotic level of R.L. Stein attention to detail that you would expect in the books. Yes. Correct. Pro. Martin gave him a business card. <laughs> what did it say? I didn't read it. I paused it and looked. It says Martin C. Freeman, custodian, entrepreneur, visionary. <laughs> I'm pretty Whoa. sure it's those three. That's it's the detail I like. Great. I hope he comes back in the third one to help save the day. Oh, one final pro. Uh, I'm glad they talked about hanging Sarah Fear instead of burning her because burning witches was not something that happened in America. No, wasn't that a European thing? Yeah, we hung, we hung witches here. So they got yeah, that I was right. I wonder. I, I wonder why that change happened. I didn't really think about it. Yeah. Although, Khan, in all of the flashbacks, she's being burned. Yeah. So Wait, what? I don't know <laughs> what? how to account for that. But <laughs> What? So, so do we... So the next one's coming up is 1666. So obviously most of it's going to be back witchy. in back in the past and witchy do we think it's going to be like the witch or like the conjuring what do i you think, think it's, it's going to be, be like? more like the conjuring i actually yeah. think it's going to be more like uh uh it, well either the conjuring or maybe maybe actually more like the witch quite honestly because mm-hmm. they they've set it up that like in the narrative they've set up there wasn't really like a serial killer serial killer in 1666 someone just went bonkers yeah, um, and it definitely it definitely seems like it's working towards like a the witch kind of story. It might have like a a the witch sort of uh, atmosphere somewhat, but it's not going to be as restrained as the witch. No, it's not going to try and be like a real period piece. It'll no. have yes, it, it will there, be there's, bonkers. There's going to be a, a quipping puritan back there. There's going to be a comic <laughs> relief puritan. Yeah, puritan. They all, yeah. but they also will make a covenant with Black Philip, and we're all going to have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only thing that I would love, and I, I don't think I'm going to get it, I don't think we're going to get Exploding Head Man. I know, which is sad to me. Even though I hate gore, now don't, that don't, one I'm there for. Now, don't cut, don't, don't count them out yet. They've had a lot <laughs> of really good kills in the series thus far. I think they still got it at them. If they somehow manage to still include... Um, What's his fa- the good father's head exploding? So yeah, da- daddy, daddy, daddy good. Daddy good. Johnny B. Good. They have introduced the goods as a, as a family, so you know that there's some shit there. The goods and the fears. That's the that's what the whole fight's about. So. Isn't it the boy who dies? It's in in the original book. the The mother and the the daughter get burned. Yeah. The dad is bonkers. They have the son, so the dad goes and finds the fears and pretends to be the son. Remember. Right, and then uses magics, and his head when his head explodes, yeah, he the, turns. One of the goods blows up the fear's head. I was like, "You're better at the dark arts than no, I." No, the fear's blows up the goods' head, vice versa. Yeah, that's okay. Is that really what happens? Yeah. So the fears were bad in in the book, and the goods were Nora Good, which was the daughter, her mom who got burned, and the dad who was actually like a sorcerer. <laughs> and then he. Oh, goes I had it backwards. Out. I thought the I thought they were attacking. No, because that, they, they, they reversed it. It seems like they kind of reversed the roles for the movie so far, as far as we can tell, because the goods are in this in the movie so far. They're the affluent like people. They're in, the rich folk. They're the rich folk who are running things in Sunnyvale. They're like the mayor and shit, except for the chief of police in Shadyside, who's also a good. 
Yeah, there's a lot yeah. happening. Yeah, but there's books. there's no fears. That is the weird thing. There is goods, but there's no fears. And I think we're going to find out that some of the goods are actually fears. You can't have good without I fear. I bet you we're going to find out that Dina is a fear. Yeah, we're going to find that everyone's flipped and all the goods are actually fears and vice versa. Oh, no, they got switched to birth. They got switched, switched to birth. birth. Like in that movie, that show, Switched to Birth. Yeah, like that. Like in The Parent Trap, Switched to Birth. Switched yeah. to Birth. Anyway. Oh, like twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dan DeVito. Switch to that would happen in that? I don't really know. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good. Anyway, that concludes our discussion of the first two Fear Street <laughs> movies in the form of the pro-con list. It's a nice compliment yeah. sandwich. So take a big old bite. Yeah. If you like those types of horror movies, you'll love it. If you don't, there's still things to like if you can get around the the gore. Yeah. Thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off of the album Hit and Run. It's a wonderful song by a wonderful band. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. Geesebumps is just one piece of comedy content from the Mom Hat Comedy Crew. You can check out all of the cool stuff we make at mom-hat.com. You can also, if you want to get in touch with Geesebumps, you can do so at geesebumps underscore pod at Twitter, geesebumps underscore pod at Instagram, and also uh, geesebumpspod at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. The next episode we're going to be doing is is uh, going to be coming out on the 21st of uh, July. And we are going to be discussing, because I've already clued you in, Fear Street 3, 1666, and the Fear Street trilogy. You mean the mini, the next mini bump is or the next full episode? Next full episode. I've called it. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. pulling rank. This okay. is an event, R.L. Stein event. We've got to talk about all three. Okay. That's, that's it for us. I guess. Wait, Danielle's got to say a thing. Danielle's got to say, Danielle, tell him, Danielle, tell him about the reviews. Tell, they Danielle, tell him. Tell, Danielle, tell him about the reviews we him. need. But, okay, yeah, so, like, um, we need reviews, and we need, like, good ones, and um, if you could go and and click clicky the stars uh, for us, the fivers of the starsers, mm-hmm. we would really, it would help, and it would help us get a broader audience. Yes, so, much yeah. broader. Very audience, much broad. Every every positive review for us is one less positive review for the Boss Baby sequel. So hey, and listen, I I don't know if I can really claim this, but I don't know how many Goosebumps podcasts there are. Doesn't really seem like a very lucrative niche for podcasts, but I'm pretty sure we're on the top five. <laughs> so we definitely I'm deserve sure it. There's only five at most. So yeah, yeah I think there's only there. five. Get in now while you can. Get into to consider us like crypto. Get into Get us in while we're cheap. Floor. We're gonna explode. We're gonna be doing Get an additional public floor. offering of what we're calling Goose Coin. It is right. going yes. to go very well. <laughs> I would buy a little. I would buy a digital coin with a little Goosebumps G logo on it. How do we make a bit? How do we make a crypto? How currency? do we do crypto? From what I understand, you have a we have a bunch of computers and they do math and it pops. A coin comes out of the CD tray. Okay. That's what I think right. happens. We'll, we'll work on that. Well, thank you for watching, listening. Thank you. I'm JoJo. I have a PhD. <laughs> I'm Daniel. I'm, I have a PhD. I'm Jeff. I have um I have a bed waiting for me. I'm gonna go lay down right now. This has been Geesebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. And until next time, stay out of the basement. Just like somebody I used to know. <laughs>